Hi, I'm Brittany Bly. And I'm Anwarie Newell. And welcome to Pilot Lights. A podcast where two highly unqualified individuals break down new and old episodes of television shows. And just so you know, this podcast is going to come with a permanent spoiler alert. Hi, Ani. How's it going? I am doing so well, Brittany. How are you? I'm doing really well, too. I just uh, am excited to talk about this show with you. Oh, my gosh. Me, too. How have you been? I've been really good, you know? (laughs) My, yes. I feel like my finger is healing a little bit. Oh, gosh. Do you yeah. still look like Frankenstein? Yeah, but it's perfect for Halloween, you know. It is. We're coming up. I know that's like your favorite holiday, isn't it? Halloween's my all-time favorite holiday. Yeah. Why? Like, what? Tell us about it. I'll tell you why. It's my favorite because my birthday is November 6th, okay? So my mm-hmm. birthday is like a week after Halloween. So I always did fun like mm. Halloween parties. My sister's birthday is November 1st. And mm-hmm. so we always did like joint birthday parties. I love dressing up. I love like spooky things. I love <laughs> like scary stories and just pretending to be something different. I don't know. There's something about Halloween. It's just like, and it's that first holiday of like the holiday season in my mind. That's true. Halloween is like the kickoff to Christmas in my mind. <laughs> Halloween, Thanksgiving, <laughs> then Christmas. Yeah. Once, one holiday a month. Well, I really love October too. Just like the month and like beginning of November with, oh my gosh, all the leaves changing and like mm-hmm. cool breeze, even though, hey, yesterday was like actually pretty warm. And I did not like that because I wanted it to be cool. Like I was sweating. I mean, I was wearing a sweatshirt and like. I have to tell you something. So, (laughs) it there's snow in the mountains. Okay. In Utah. Yeah. And uh, yesterday it was like 65 degrees. Uh huh. And this morning it's like 30 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) We turned on the heat. I'm like, come on, can't you just be like 50? Like I have to wear a winter jacket out there. That's when people get sick. Yeah, it's true. I feel like that's what's happening to me. So excuse me if I'm coughing a lot. I know. I I woke up this morning and my throat was like a tiny bit ticklish, which is Mm. not a good thing. No. No. How was teaching? How was teaching? Yeah. It was good. Um, I mean, it was just a week. And then on Friday, I didn't really have any plans um, after school. I usually have things to do after school, after work, but then I... I didn't. It's like I had a an evening off and I was like, what do I do? I just I don't want to just go home. And I didn't have any plans with anyone. So I went shopping. Ooh. I decided to go to Costco <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, I need toilet paper and Diet Coke. The staples in life, toilet paper <laughs> and Diet Coke. <laughs> I am so embarrassed to say this, but I'll just say it anyway. Brittany, I spent over $300 at Costco. Did you buy food? I bought, okay, the only food that I bought was a little bag of uh, Brazil nuts. Little at Costco? 
Well, it, it was a pound and a half. Okay, that's that's a decent size. But it's hard to find Brazil nuts, and they're my mom's favorite. So I thought, okay, I'll just buy these for her. But that's not what brought my bill up so high. You'll appreciate this. You know what I bought? What? Harry Potter. <gasps> the illustrated, <gasps> the illustrated, all five of them. <gasps> I know. I am so Are you excited. Proud? Yes. I don't even have all of the illustrated versions of that book. And I the, I don't even have any versions of the book. That's right, because you listened to them on my Audible. On your Audible, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are the reason why I enjoy Harry Potter now, because I listen to the audio books. They're so good. It's the best compliment you've ever given me. Aww. Wow, I probably need to give you more compliments. <laughs> okay, I'll take it back. That was a little <laughs> dramatic. You've given me lots of good compliments. Um, how much do you love the illustrations in those books? Aren't they amazing? Um, okay, first of all, your hesitation is too much of a hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the reason I was hesitating is because I haven't even opened them up. I just bought them. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I will tell you, I stood in the Costco <laughs> In the aisle with a cart of stuff that I didn't need and literally like perused the book and looked at every single picture and like had to move out of the way as people are trying to like get past. And I like I always will like open the book up and look at every picture first. Did you buy it? No, of course not. <laughs> what? what in the world? I don't know. I'm... I didn't want to spend money on that right now. I'm kind of waiting for all of them to come out. But anyways, I was going to buy it for you for your birthday. And then I thought. There's no way that she won't already have it Aww. in like two weeks. <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't buy it for you. But also, if you want it, I will buy it for you. No, for no, no. And then no. you'll have to forget about it and then you have to be surprised. Okay, yeah. I don't remember anything of what we were just talking about. So, yeah, that's perfect. Cool. Then let's move on to our episode today. Today's um, episode is my choice, mm -hmm. and it is Smash, which oh. is, let me just tell you, it is my favorite show. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you ask me, yeah, if you ask me what, oh, Marie, what is your favorite show? I say Smash. Mm -hmm. I know. That's it, period. I know. Um, this show came out in 2012, maybe 2000, like late 2011, but it's credited as 2012. There's only two seasons, only two seasons, and it's so sad to me because that's about 15 seasons too short. Oh. In my opinion. 15. Honestly. So it came out in 2012, and almost every year I've, like, watched it again. I believe you. I've been with you as you've watched it at least twice <laughs> now. I know it's your favorite. Why did you choose it for our listener audience of now four people yes i'll just repeat one my favorite show two when i think of fall and this is just me when i think of fall there are like certain shows that come to mind where i'm like oh i want to watch that and it might just be because typically shows would come out you know like seasons would start um in the fall time so smash takes place in new york city and they're always wearing like big coats because it's always windy and cold um, and I don't know, I just get this like fall feeling. 
And another reason is everyone just needs to see the show. <laughs> and I just, there's only two seasons. And so I wanted to talk about it. Um, and I also would love to hear you talk about it because I know that it's, it just like last week, last episode was not my go-to genre of the watcher and psychological thriller. I know that this is not your go-to. So that's why I'm forcing you to watch it and then talk about it with me. So those are my reasons. I think those are great reasons. I'm excited to talk about it. Truly. So this show created by Teresa Rebeck and there's like so many amazing like writers, producers, and actors in this show. It is just like chock full of talent. And something that I did not know was that this is actually loosely based on a book that was written in 1980. So mm, quite a few years ago. Um, the book was written by Garson Kanan, and it, it also gives details of a Broadway show. So that is what this smash show is about. It's the making of a Broadway show. It follows the lives of the writers of the show, the, the you know, the songwriters, the lyricists, um, it shows like the production and like the producer and all the things that she has to deal with the director and what he does. Obviously the actors who are auditioning and like trying to get into these lead roles and just to like be in this show or just to be successful because I can only imagine how difficult it is for actors and performers to get, you know, their name out there. That's another reason why I love this show because I do consider myself a performer, but clearly I'm not like a professional. But like growing up, I loved singing and dancing and then I was mm-hmm. in theater. Here's the thing. This is our overlap. I also was in theater in high school. So there is, I mean, okay. So then I would hope there's like a part of you that also kind of feels for this show. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate shows that depict different like industries and different things that like I am not a master at. Um, It's just like, it just fascinates me how people have different lives than myself or than you. I mean, like these people that, you know, we're watching in the show. Like they don't have the nine to five or seven thirty to three thirty jobs, you know, like Monday through Friday, um, that I'm used to or that other people are used to. And sometimes I'm just like, wow, there really is a whole other world out there. <laughs> so I've said this in the last episode, but I lived in New York City for five years and I lived in Harlem and most of the people that I knew also lived in Harlem and were either students or actors like trying to make it because it was cheaper rent. And seriously, like the people who I know who have quote unquote made it slash been on like Broadway shows hustled, major hustle. They are working three different jobs while doing auditions Mm -hmm. at six in the morning. And so I think, you know, watching the show, it gave me that like appreciation for They all had tiny apartments, except for the producer and the writer and the director. But all of the actresses, even though they were even in shows, still were living in these like tiny apartments. And uh, yeah, that was really relatable. I have had a few people that I know who've made it and like made it. But even when they've made it, their show, like COVID happens, gets shut down and Mm. they still have to like figure out what they're going to do next. And so, yeah, it's I thought it was interesting to see that depicted, too. Let's talk about the cast. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I want to say the main character. It starts out by showing um, this character named Karen, and it played by Catherine McPhee. Mm-hmm. You know Catherine McPhee? Yeah, of course. She was on American Idol. What, what's she from? American Idol. But did she win? No. No, she did not. I think she was the runner-up. It was like season five. I think this is like one of her first big acting roles. She's been in other things since. She's been on Broadway because she was in Waitress. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A few years ago. But I think this was like one of the things that like really got her name out after American Idol. And so it shows her, her name's Karen, and she is trying to be a Broadway actress and like trying to be a performer. You know, and like you mentioned, she has a job. I mean, she's a waitress Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, during the day and she's she's auditioning. She's from Iowa. So Midwest moving to NYC, uh, trying to make a life. There's another actress, her name. So the character's name is Ivy, um, played by Megan Hilty. And she already at the time that Smash came out in 2012 had been on Broadway. Like she was Glinda. In Wicked, mm. uh, one of the one of one of the productions of Linda of <laughs> one of the productions of Wicked, and she's done like other things. So she is another actress in this show who is in the ensemble of like another performance, um, and she is trying to get this like lead role in this new musical that these two writers named Julia and Tom, they've been partners for like so many years. They've been writing shows. Julia is played by Deborah Messing. You know Deborah Messing? Yeah, Will and Grace. Yeah, Will and Grace. That's exactly good answer. Um, of course, she's been in so many other things, but Will and Grace, which is, I think, side note, so funny to me and also my mom. <laughs> my mom picks up on the funniest most random things in will and grace grace was always made fun of for her singing like she literally had a terrible voice and that was deborah messing singing Mm. and it was just a joke throughout the show like oh my gosh grace like can you just can you shut shut up so then in this show she's this songwriter for um musicals and even in the pilot episode she like sings a tiny bit but that like just just one little line and i was like Grace, come on now. And she has this family and she's trying to adopt another child. But in the meantime, her partner, Tom, um, they were like, oh, maybe we should start writing this musical about Marilyn Monroe. So that's what this is. This is supposed to be a musical about the great, the great Marilyn Monroe. I think it was really interesting because I've definitely watched the episode with you before, um, but I... Mm -hmm watching it from a different like lens of like, oh, we're going to talk about this. I actually really enjoyed it more, I think, than I did before. Um, and I think partially it's because I really like Tom's character a lot. Yes. Um, and I also really, I know, I think you're team Karen. I can't remember. I am definitely, I really like Ivy a lot. And I don't know if it's just because her voice is more Broadway for me. And I don't think I liked Catherine McPhee when she was on American Idol and she comes off as like I think I read an article one time that she was just like a major diva and in real life yeah and so I mean it makes sense because I think actually probably most Broadway people are major divas I like the fact that Ivy's voice feels more Broadway than Catherine McPhee Mm -hmm. who feels more pop no I totally understand what you're saying and I do think the show definitely splits people between Team Karen and Team Ivy. I feel like it's designed for a lot of people to be Team Karen because she's kind of the underdog and 
you definitely see her more about like what she goes through and and how she's experiencing this. But I 100% agree with you that Ivy, her voice is just phenomenal. Karen, you're right. She's more poppy. It's less Broadway. And that comes into the show. I mean, even in this first episode, when the production team and the writing team, they're like actually moving forward with this musical and trying to cast people for like a workshop. They know Ivy because she's in one of their other shows Mm -hmm. in the ensemble. And she's fabulous. Also very blonde and like has, has the body for, you know, Marilyn Monroe. Karen, she does not. And when she goes in in auditions, she doesn't dress up like Marilyn Monroe. She's literally just wearing 2012 clothes. Oh, it's absolutely. (laughs) Anyway, she goes in and she just sings. Um, She sings beautiful, like by Christina Aguilera. And, you know, in her own way, like she sounds great, Um, just doesn't sound like Marilyn Monroe is the director. So his name is Derek Wills. And he's played by Jack Davenport. I mean, I really know him from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that he was in that. Yeah. Yeah, he's the director. And it's like everyone hates him because he's kind of like a terrible person. He's a terrible person. There's some scenes that are uncomfortable to watch with him. There are. And I mean, they're meant to be that way. But he's also a fabulous director. And so there's this conflict between him and Tom because they've had like history together of working together and they just like hated each other. Anyway, the producer like really wants Derek as the director. And so they're auditioning and Karen comes in just like being this normal girl. And Derek is like infatuated with her. That part like goes through the whole, the whole series. I mean, there's two seasons, two seasons of Derek just like it's almost like Karen is his muse well so I mean are we getting into like the plot a little bit more we're kind of still talking about the plot but like so after she auditions then you know she's excited she gets a call back and then he like privately messages her and has her come to his house late at night and this is the part that i wrote down um let me read what i wrote quote i hate scenes where people sing happy birthday dear mr president in marilyn monroe's voice i always have i always will period end quote that's that's how i felt about that scene um, and so basically he's trying to get her to like, he's, he's just, he's just abusing his power. And so I, it feels uncomfortable. And I know in season two, it comes back at him, but like, I just hate it so much because even, even though it's like supposed to be uncomfortable, it's still perpetuating that idea that like she either didn't get the role or does get into the play. And it's just uncomfortable, especially after like the Me Too movement where all of these horrible instances come out in Hollywood of people who abuse their power. And I think I don't know any politics, any politics about like theater at all, <laughs> like Broadway. <laughs> I know nothing. Um, but I think what's interesting about this show is there is this like give and take of, okay, he's a good director. Yeah. He's a skeezy guy. Do we root for him? No. But he is a good director. And so it kind of brings this whole question into like frame. I think that like, oh, do we separate the artist from mm-hmm. the art from the artist? And 
I don't know. I'm just like of the mindset of like, no, <laughs> we don't. We don't separate it. I don't know. And so oh, it's hard really? for me. That's my personal opinion because I think like the accolades of of being a good director or artist or something shouldn't excuse your bad behavior. And I think like you look at Hollywood and there's decades and decades of that happening of women and children and men being abused by people who were really good at their job. Yeah, there's definitely the power, the power differential between the people. The producer is played, so her name is Eileen, and she's played by Angelica Houston. Love her. How do you know her? Um, Ever After. When you said Ever After, do you know what came to my mind? What? Ella Enchanted. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, she was in that movie? Yeah, she's in Ever After. Um, I always think of The Witches. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen The Witches. And also Morticia Adams. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, I think of all the characters. I mean, you mentioned how much you like Tom, right? Yeah, I like him. I honestly think Eileen is probably my favorite character. She's just this like (laughs) B.A. Because I don't say the word. I know. She's married to another like even more successful producer. But they're getting a divorce because he's a terrible person. And throughout the whole show, it's just like, his name is Jerry. And they're just like, Jerry's the worst. (laughs) And it comes, I mean, you definitely see him and you see like, yeah, he really sucks. Um, But Eileen fights for what she wants. What I love most about her, she is a nice person. I mean, when someone is doing a bad job or when, you know, something crazy happens and it's really stressful like other people are freaking out or they're like yelling at each other and she although she can be very direct she is like professional about it and civilized and nice and she's like let's take a break I just think she's like the perfect again I'm not a Broadway show producer I am not in that world but from what I see I can tell that she would be a great producer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that. I don't know anything about Broadway producers except for the TV show, the pro- or the movies, the movie, the producers. The original or the remake? Nathan Lane? Obviously both. <laughs> <laughs> no books. Yeah, I love Gene Wilder. Anyways. So Tom is played by Christian Borel. I've actually seen him on Broadway. Oh, I what? saw him... He played Emmett in Legally Blonde. Oh. And I saw that and I'm like, oh my, I have my playbill. Oh my And there's gosh. this little picture. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So here's the reason also why I freaking love this show is that, of course, it's about a Broadway musical. And so they are showing the performances. I mean, they're like, they're showing the practicing of it, which... In my experience, you do have to practice and there you make mistakes and you get better. I mean, there are other shows like Glee. What? Okay. Pop quiz, Brittany. Pop oh quiz. Gosh. True or false? Anna Marie was a Gleek. <laughs> True. Okay. There's... False. You are not Anna a Marie... Gleek. Anna Marie is a Gleek. But. Wait, sorry. I'm confused by that. You were not a Gleek? 
Anamarie is currently a Gleek. Oh, it's not just past tense. Oh my gosh, that was a trick question. <laughs> I know you are because you go, I love that song, but I love the Glee version better. <laughs> she likes the Glee versions better than the original songs. Okay, not of all of the songs. More than one, though. They make them singable. But here's the thing. One thing that really annoyed me. <laughs> Sorry, they make them singable. For who? People who did... <laughs> acapella groups and <laughs> you <laughs> yeah no i mean there's like you know bon jovi it's like not everyone can sing like his style or like usher not everyone can like sit it's just like they take it and and then like a woman can sing it and yeah, i appreciate it because they put it into a key that i'm good okay. with or they take out all the like crazy instruments this has been glee talk <laughs> Glee talk with Anna Marie. Okay, so one thing that I don't like about Glee, and I will come back to Smash, is that it's almost like they they don't practice. Like, they don't show that in the show. But that's what I love about Smash. Like, they really depict, like, what a workshop, or at least what I think it would be like. Yeah. I mean, they rehearse, and then they mess up, and somebody falls, and they try again, and they get yelled at, and <laughs> and they fix it. Um and so you see these performances, they're in their like workout clothes. And then all of a sudden it's like, it switches to an imagined like stage performance of it where, you know, Karen or, or Ivy, they're dancing in their like tank top and, and leggings. And then all of a sudden they're in this like sparkly red dress. And then they have their like Marilyn blonde wig on. And so it shows, you know, like kind of what it is in the moment and then like what it could be or what it will be. So, of course, there's that musical part of this TV show, but then there's also the the aspect of musicals where, like, the characters express themselves through song. Yeah. <laughs> and that, unfortunately, like, as I was rewatching the pilot episode for our podcast, they actually don't show that as much as any of the other episodes. Like, mm-hmm. if you keep watching, which mm-hmm. everyone should keep watching this show, mm-hmm. you will see the characters burst out into songs. And they're, like, pop songs. Or not always pop, but they're, like, f- actually famous, already written songs. Like, uh, at one point, you know, Ivy sings, like, Break Away from Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> or... Karen sings like it's a man's world um, and just like all these things. And so they express themselves through song. It is a musical about a musical about a music is like triple inception going on in smash. That's how I feel. Yeah. I, I think it was an interesting watch. I liked watching it because I found it different than I imagined and remembered. It's not the show yeah. that I would like go to and rewatch all the time. But I definitely being able to watch it from a different lens of knowing, one, that it's really important to you, who is like one of my best friends. And then two, also looking at it from this perspective of like, I don't know, having lived in New York and having not been a theater person, even in New York, Mm -hmm. like I went to a lot of shows, but only because people are like, hey, I have an extra ticket. You want to come see cats? And I'd say, oh, sorry. No, (laughs) I can't see cats. (laughs) But I did go see a bunch of musicals. And one thing I really like about, I I don't know, I grew up listening to like Phantom of the Opera as a kid. And I loved Les Mis in high school and college and, you know, doing theater um, on my own in high school. 
and just being a part of that like rehearsal and that performance kind of culture like Mm -hmm. it's just kind of fun to look at it from that perspective and at least the depiction of you know it's really hard to be and choose an entertainment lifestyle and oftentimes we think it I think people think it's going to be something that's easy but then watching people I knew really struggle through disappointment and like the percentage of people who make it is so little and also just being in the ensemble is making it right so like Mm -hmm. I've only known people who were in the ensemble and like Hamilton or Mean Girls or Book of Mormon but then they Mm -hmm. would like what's the word uh understudy so then they would have their own show and then like it was so exciting then to go and watch them Mm -hmm. do these shows so I don't know it's just kind of cool to see that perspective on screen um yeah you know the question of like if money weren't a thing like what would you choose to do with your life yeah you know those questions that people ask you are they icebreaker questions or whatever and I would say like I would want to be a performer like on on Broadway and I but I say it I don't actually want to be the like lead I want to be in the ensemble because I actually just really love the dancing and singing of it like I don't really want to act (laughs) fun fact I never ever had a role where I had to dance (laughs) they never cast me in dancing roles (laughs) okay keep going (laughs) no and I specifically was always the like dancer like dance captain or whatever and and watching this show I mean it lets me see a glimpse of like what it's about and then it's kind of like should I change my answer to that question because of I see how terrible it is but then of course the question was like if money weren't like an issue yeah then I could live in a mansion and not like a little tiny shoebox apartment yeah that's true you could live in New Jersey (laughs) live in the watcher's house Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't live there. It's boring. No. Yeah, two out of five. Two out of five. Um, Anyways. Do you know that? So it's been nominated for like quite a few Emmys, but it actually has only won like one for outstanding choreography, hmm. which the choreography is great. I mean, literally, they're putting on these Broadway stage performances in this TV show. Um, it did win a Critics' Choice Award for oh. the most outstanding new series in 2011. Do you know what other show won that uh, Critics' Choice Award in 2015? Hmm. The Muppets. <laughs> we love the Muppets. We love. I kind of I want to find a way to like always talk about the Muppets in every single one of our oh, episodes. I love the Muppets. <laughs> Anyway, so that's how you know it's good. If the Muppets got the award and so did Smash, then they're on the same playing field. So I just, I really do just like fangirl during this show Mm -hmm. because like I've already mentioned, the main cast, Julia's husband is played by Brian Darcy James and like he's on a bunch of Broadway shows Hmm. and musicals and plays. He was also one of Rachel's dads in Glee. (laughs) Because that show is also full of, like, performers. I mean, later on in the show, like, spoiler alert, there's, like, there's Bernadette Peters. There's Lin-Manuel Miranda, Leslie Odom Jr., Jennifer Hudson. We get um, Jeremy Jordan and, like, also real um, 
Broadway like producing people and critics like the actual Michael Riedel who is this like columnist for the times or or he you know critiques shows like it's actually him they reference him and he's even in the show later as himself he's even signed certain like legal documents saying that like they're allowed to say things about him in the show like in the first episode I don't know if you got it but they call him Napoleonic Nazi oh yeah he had to sign something saying yeah you can call me that oh that's funny (laughs) that's funny so uh so Brittany like overall thoughts of this show my overall thoughts are I liked it Mm. (laughs) I did I liked it more than I thought I would I it's not that I didn't think I would like it I I think I'm not naturally drawn to shows that have like a musical aspect to them, which is weird Mm -hmm. because I like music. You're such a musical person. You're like, guys, hey, listeners, Brittany is so talented. (laughs) She's an amazing like singer. She writes her own song. She plays the guitar. She like will just jam. She's like, oh, yeah, here's a guitar. I'm just going to jam out. She plays the violin. I mean, I and, 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 and I mean, I think I thank you. That's very nice. I do love singing (laughs) and I do love performing. I also have this sense of like (laughs) this horrible mindset that I don't know if it was just because I hated a lot of the kids. Let me take this back because I don't know. I didn't hate the kids that were in theater with me. I liked them. I just never imagined I like I would always say like I do theater, but theater, but I'm not a theater person. And so like as Mm -hmm. I've gotten older and I've gone to plays and I'm like oh yeah I do like theater I actually get sometimes get really bored in the second act (laughs) like I'm like done with it and so Mm -hmm. I don't know where that disconnect has like happened I don't know if it's just like with my I don't know development as an adult but I do love music I love the Mm -hmm. expression of music I think that what I like about this show is that this can reach out to the kinds of people who are really into theater and it doesn't have to be for everybody else. And that's okay. Like it's still one of those shows that's going to do really well because there's a whole lot of people who really like musical theater. And mm-hmm. I think like with like Hamilton and waitress and some of these shows that maybe are more are, are newer. There is this like newer sort of audience of people who are, are kind of, getting into musical theater and so I don't know I think smash there's some things in it that are really are dated and it's not that old but there's some themes I think especially in terms of like well I don't know if it's dated I don't know if it is because I think this stuff still happens right like the abuse of power and the like Uh, women kind of don't get a say in a lot of what happens in in like Mm -hmm. even the producer and his wife or the producer and her husband, right, are going through this awful divorce and he's trying to, like, screw her over and she's just trying to do everything she can and show, like, hey, I'm a great producer, too, without you. And they still are, like, trying to pander to this, like, director who is an awful person and only the writer can be like, hey, he sucks, guys. Like, I don't care how good he (laughs) is. Like, I don't want him to be a part of the show. And everybody's kind of willing to concede to it. And so I guess those themes are still there. So yeah, I mean, I really liked it. You have to buy the episode. So that can be kind of a hindrance to people because there's no like streaming options. It's on Prime, Amazon Prime and 
so you do have to buy them. Yeah, so, but other than that, like, I think if there were a streaming option, like, I don't know if I would buy them, but I think if somebody was into theater and they really like that aspect, this would be the perfect show for them, and it would be worth, like, buying the episodes and buying the season for, like, however much it is. Because, like you said, it's a show that you can watch on loop it's like impacted you. You love theater. You love singing. You love music. And it really, you really connect with it. And so I think people who have that same similar taste are definitely going to find a similarity and they will want to purchase and be there for it. You know? Yeah. So I liked it. Yeah. I, well, I'm glad. Yeah. I, well, okay. So in my experience of this show, like watching this show, yes, I've watched it alone, like individually myself many times, but I've also, watched it with roommates like you were one of them yeah our other roommates were there in another apartment I had roommates I watched it with my mom and like actually all of my friends are not that into musicals like as much as I am and honestly like I'm not into all of the musicals there's only certain kinds but here's the thing like when I watch it with those other people they get into it not necessarily as much as me but I remember watching it with you and you were paying attention as yeah. opposed to walking away, which <laughs> has happened. I've watched a show and then you walk away, which is fine. Me? It's just not your thing. Yeah, that has happened. What show? I don't remember because there's Lucifer. Because you're like, oh, right. I roll. And then you're like, I'll be upstairs. I do not do that. <laughs> yes, you do. No, just Lucifer. <laughs> but also, I mean... Like, people get invested because, again, I know I've been talking so much about, like, the musical aspect of it. And, of course, it's about a musical. But, like, it it shows the family drama of Julia and her husband and their child and their potentially adoptive child later. I mean, it shows relationships between Karen and her boyfriend and, like, how that progresses. Um, Just, like, drama between the you know actors and ensemble that are like contending for certain parts so you really can I I, like I do think that there's like a little bit in there for anyone kind of I mean maybe if you don't like maybe if you really love gore like like that's not a part of it or horror yeah no but but there's like the drama that you can just watch it for the for like the you know relationship and like what happens between people rather than just like oh they're dancing now with baseball bats definitely all right so Anna Marie let's go ahead and talk about what is your rating for this show no I want you to go first well I went first last time I mean I can still go first if you want me to do you want me yeah, to? I want you to okay. Yeah. I will rate this show. I'm going to rate this a 3.5 out of 5. And for me, okay. I think that's actually a decent, I think that's actually a good rating. Um, because <laughs> for me, I think I thought it was, I was going to be like, oh, this is not going to be my show. I was, I don't know. I actually watched the whole thing when I rewatched it this time. And I didn't I was like oh yeah I've kind of forgot about it I wasn't bored during it I thought it was really interesting I remember thinking like oh I want to know what's going to happen next and so I think for me it's definitely above obviously a two like last week I think it's like a 3.5 out of five and for me that's a good rating so that's a solid 3.5 flames three and a half flames out of five 
Do we say flames or are we saying lights? I don't remember. Well, pilot lights, it is a flame. Okay. So 3.5. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm proud of you for um, watching this when I forced you to, because that's what our podcast is is about. Yep. Forcing. But then, (laughs) just coercion. Yeah. Uh, But then like getting through it and like enjoying it for as much as you, you can. I will say too, I don't feel like I just got through it. I liked it. Like I went through and I was like, oh, this is entertaining. I can see why people would like this. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad. I I mean, I do have to say, I it, that, okay, yes, we watched the pilot episode because that's what we do, and it's the first episode. And, you know, typically pilot episodes are, like, shot beforehand, and then they find, and then it gets picked up and they yeah. start filming. I really do think it gets better in many ways. I mean, obviously the outfits get better. Yeah. <laughs> the wardrobe gets better. Yeah. Uh, you see character development that goes on. Like you really, I think get invested in like what goes on with families and people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I will rate it. So out of five flames, this is crazy because I say this is my number one show. I would actually give it four, four out of five. Oh, interesting. Um, but definitely more than the watcher, <laughs> more than my four flames okay. or three and a half. From yeah. Before. And here's the thing, like the reason I don't give it five is because the acting is not the best, but it's actually mainly just from Catherine McPhee. Like I, (laughs) her acting is just not good in this. And I've seen her in other things and uh, no offense to her because she's obviously going to be listening to this podcast, but (laughs) sorry, she should stick to recording in a studio and singing that way um she's like a decent dancer but the acting i mean she she really plays into the sweet innocent girl from iowa what are you talking about i'm at the director's house at 11 30 at night and what he's hitting on me it's like come on but i really do think everyone else is phenomenal i say that i fangirl I'm like, oh my gosh, that was, you know, so-and-so or like, they're from that show or I've seen them. Like, I just get so excited and I have the playlist. Well, okay. Before I joined Spotify and got playlists, I was a CD girl and I had both CDs. They have two for this show. Hey, what came up on your time hop today? I'll play it at the end of this if I can figure it out. Anna Marie singing a song while going through the McDonald's drive-thru. It was great. Get my dad. And it's singing. She's singing a, a song from Smash. So yeah, one of the songs. Yeah, that's from Bombshell, and it is my like road trip playlist. I love it. So four out of five because it's really awesome. But like, it could definitely be improved in some ways. What I have heard over the last few years, there's been like multiple myth myths. There's been multiple like rumors that there trying to make an actual stage performance for our real Broadway. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> in New York City, um, a, like the Marilyn Monroe one that's called Bombshell. But then I've also read, and I, I don't know which one to actually believe until I see it, but I've also read that they're making essentially this TV show into a Broadway show. Oh, like, that's cool. About the show. So either way, like I am flying to New York and- like getting tickets and we're going to go see it. Okay. Uh, 
Yep. So there you go. That's that's my number one show. I really hope. I know it's not accessible to many people. Like it's not on Netflix or Hulu. I I'm kind of surprised it's not on Peacock because it is an NBC show. Um, but it is on Amazon Prime, and I so I know that that costs money because it's not free with Prime. But uh, yeah, I think if people want to watch it, they could. Yeah. Yeah, or I'll I'll spot my favorite people and I'll I'll pay for them. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our third episode of Pilot Ooh. Lights in the books. Um, our next episode is my turn. Since the newest season of Dairy Girls just came out, um, we're gonna do the pilot episode of Dairy Girls. Have you ever watched it, Ani? I have seen like maybe one or two episodes here and there. Oh, nice. So I'm very excited to like go back. I don't think I've actually seen the episode, the pilot episode. I think I was watching it with a friend and they were like, they were just wherever they were and I watched it. I love Dairy Girls. I got really into it over this last summer and then the newest season just started. So I, I think what I would like to do is go back and we can rewatch that first episode of Dairy Girls. Okay. So uh, we'll stay tuned and we will uh, talk about Dairy Girls next week. All right. Okay, thanks so much. Have a good day, everyone. <laughs>